So Brad, thank you for joining us on the Jim's podcast. And Jim wanted me to reach out to a couple of people who have had who've come from the army or from the defense forces who've made the transition to being a franchisee. And I remember when I met you at National, we're very impressed with what you've done with your business. And you did mention you did come from the um from the army previously. So maybe you want to talk to people about a little bit about your history of gyms and, and prior to that with with your service. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was in the army for just under four years, um, based out of Nogoro, Brisbane. Um, I was my job role was a geospatial analyst, so we made hard copy maps, and and that's the easiest way to explain it. Um, I absolutely loved what I did. Um, completely different to what I do now, but my time in the army, I'd had enough of it, so I'd left. Um, I sat around for about three, four months, not knowing what to do really with life, just trying to absorb and soak in the fact that I was free and I could uh, do what I want when I want. But it gets to a point when when you sit down and do nothing, uh, you just get bored. So I had a mate that was with Jim's mowing and as all the stories go on Facebook, it was too good to be true. So I uh, rang the local franchisor in Brisbane, picked his brain for a good few months and uh, figured, well, look, might as well give it a go. Um, when I'm the sort of person that if I give something a go, I'm not going to go in there sort of, you know, um, oh, hey, I can't say half fast. <laughs> uh, you can, it's all right. Um, it's an Aussie pod. It's all right. So it's, it's not swinging right, Australia. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sort of going to go in there half fast and do something. And I'm going to go in there, you know, guns blaze and give it everything I can. Uh, so I started August 2021. Um, and yeah, from the first week off, we were absolutely steaming. Um, and yeah, it's, it's people on, I see all the comments on the Jim's group and Jim's knowing Facebook pages and how it can't be true. And it's a franchise system. And, and I'll tell you what, I was very skeptical. I'm the most skeptical person. All you need to do is talk to the franchisor and, uh, he'll just tell you, I was on the phone to him for hours every week, you know, quizzing him, trying to catch him out in a lie. And I couldn't, and it's been the best thing I've ever done since, um, my now wife was very skeptical when I was going to buy a business, but it's been the best thing. It's given us so much flexibility with time, um, organizing and just living our life instead of working um, to, you know, working just to sort of scrape by, pay the bills. We now have the flexibility. I can work two, three days. I can work five or seven days. I can make as little or as much as I want. We just come back from a week away at CMC in Brisbane. Brilliant week away straight back into work but we had to we had today off being a thursday because it was raining we want to catch up on a bit of maintenance you have full flexibility and you did the um training did you do it online or did you do it in person oh i did the training in a like a seminar a group of say five or six people in brisbane because i did the training sort of on the back end of covid um so I did that. It was good, um, but I can see where some people can slip through the cracks um, and not really fully engage in it. Um, obviously, as I said, if I'm going to put my heart to something, I do it 100%. So there was no worries there with me doing the training um, over a Zoom call and things like that. But I actually ended up uh, attending Melbourne uh, probably no more than six months later to do training in person, meet Jim in person, I got to meet you. I got to meet a lot of other people because within six months of owning my business, I was fully booked out. I was making amazing money. But the one thing that is the most important within the Jim's family and 
our sort of industry is networking. So to go to Melbourne and meet all of these other franchisors in different divisions, I was able to get so many different contacts that I can call, I can lean on, we can bounce off different things with each other. And there's not a single thing that I don't have someone to call for. And if I don't have that contact in my phone, there's someone that will have that person. So it's in, in honesty, it's just the biggest networking um, event really within the gym's family. So I was going to say, yeah, you did the online and came back in person. Like we're trying to, we obviously want everyone to come in person to do it. So maybe what is, is this obviously just even like when you, you obviously you paid a lot of attention, which is fantastic online because that's where you achieve so much. Whereas a lot of other people can doze off and all that sort of thing. But yeah. the online experience, you've got to really, you know, it's sort of just, you're immersed in it. And as you said, the networking between it and the lunch and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it just, it's I can't compete. I can, the biggest downfall with online training, um, whether it was in a group like us, but it was monitored by a local franchise or of any division. Um, so, you know, we sort of couldn't just sit there, wiggle the mouse so it stayed active. We had to somewhat involve ourselves. But the biggest downfall was we couldn't interact. By the time we sent through a message through to the tech team, it was, you know, it wasn't addressed if it was not addressed at all uh, because they were on their line of their track, you know, on their, um, their thought pattern or if it was a delay. There were certain issues like that. So if we wanted to ask questions, it would then get asked and mentioned half an hour, 45 minutes later, potentially with a different guest speaker. Um, and because of that, uh, that was probably the biggest downfall. When I went and did the training in Melbourne in person, uh, even when I did my training six months later, I was probably one of the, tried to be one of the most interactive. I would put my hand up, ask as many questions as I could. Um, you know, obviously I, I had a bit of knowledge of the gym system. So I sort of tried to ask a few questions that I already know the answer to, but I figured were really important that were missed. Um, but yeah, being in person, you can just bounce things off people so quickly. I met so many other mowing um, franchisees in Brisbane that just started to pick my brain because I know that I was already an existing franchisee. Um, and I'm still learning things off other franchisees that have been in the business for 20 years, 25 years. Um, and there's not a single person I believe in business that can say they know everything because mm. it's just naive. You always learn something new every day. And did you think the um, transition, so how did you achieve so much sex success so early? Do you think it was your discipline that you had or was it just, how, how did you hit the ground running so, so well to build a business so quickly? I think it's sort of, I think it does come a little bit down to discipline. Um, I, not only did we learn in the army to, if you do something, you just get up and do it. Um, the army culture is very different. Um, you, when you have a task and it's, uh, it's a meaningful task and it's in say operations, yeah, you don't stuff around. In sort of barracks life, you get a job, you can sit on it for half an hour, you can sit on it for a day a week. Um, it, does come down to the basic training um, they really pump into you that if you're given a task you get it done but it's just the drive you don't spend money on a franchise you don't you know, you know I don't I don't buy a brand new car and not look after it I'm not going to invest all this money into a business and not hit it full force um, so that's when I said I'm buying a business I'm buying a business my life is my business now even though I wanted it for the work-life balance just because you want to have work-life balance doesn't mean you can't put your heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into this business. Um, and very much so. I remember in my first, uh, it would have been in my first two or three months, I had a complaint from a customer and 
it rattled me because I know how much time and effort I put into this one specific job, took photos. I was on the phone to Jim. I was almost in tears because of the, the quality of output that you want to put into a job. And when you know that you've delivered that, the client's happy and then a week later they complain. It, it, it rumbles you down. It makes you so sick to the stomach. Um, and if you're not in business and you don't feel that way when a customer's not happy, like I, I personally, you know, people probably are successful, but I personally don't think anyone could be successful when they don't care about their clients as much as they do their pet dog or their wife or husband you know, or their family. You know, my clients are my family. Uh, my clients pay my bills every two, three, four weeks when I do their job. If I don't look after them, how, how do I expect them to look after me, pay me on time, things like that? It's, this, this is not only just a business where I go turn up and take their money every two weeks. I know every single one of my clients by their first and last name. When they ring me, every single person saved in my phone. It's really a relationship. It's a build, it's, you, you build a family with every single one of your clients and your client's family. And you get really emotional when something happens um, because the better relationship you have with your clients, the better your business is going to grow and the better you're going to get, the, the more people they're going to refer you to. And I found that is the easiest and the quickest way I've expanded my business um, is, you know, if you talk to my franchise or you talk to anyone within the gyms that can see the system, I don't take leads. I'm turned off since almost, you know, I moved from Brisbane to Gladstone. I, I'm turned off in Gladstone. I'm not taking work because the amount of phone calls I'm getting and I'm like, sorry, who are you? Oh, I've been referred by such and such. Yeah, I get those calls all day, every day. By looking after your customers, one, you get to charge more because you're a quality service. But two, people love what you do. They want you to come and mow their lawn. They, it's, not, it's not a chore. They want you to come and do it. And yeah, for people, for you on educate and Brad, they might not think that you, you can do, it's more just my, their mind. You may want to talk about your services in your business and that you can provide. I've seen some blocks you've done and all that sort of stuff. So Maybe do you want to go in a bit more detail about what services you provide in your business and, and what's on offer? I like to, I like to sort of uh, say that Jim's Mowing is the best division. I know a lot of people are going to sort of laugh and, and say their division's the best, but I have to advocate for mowing, right? We are one of the luckiest divisions in the Jim's group because we can do anything you want that isn't licensed, right? So we can't do electrical work. We don't, can't do plumbing work, things like that. But if you need me to do something handyman, outside, inside, we're able to do it. As long as you have the knowledge base and you're able to provide a quality service, we're able to do it. We're not restricted. So I do everything from mowing the lawn once off or doing it regularly. I really pride myself on lawn care, right? So not just mowing the lawn, but the right chemicals, the right fertilizers, um, watering programs and schedules, really, really getting down to the roots um, of lawn care instead of just going up every two weeks, pushing a mower and then leaving. Um, we do big landscape jobs, retaining walls, full, you know, um, brand new vacant properties. And we go through landscaping the entire property, garden beds, turf. We go out, we do big acreage jobs. Uh, we've just picked up a, a, a huge commercial client here in Gladstone. Um, they've given me the opportunity to do a service for them. We've just done the first service this week and we're finishing it off on the weekend. They, they're absolutely wrapped because their last customer the, their last, their last uh, service provider, sorry, uh, they weren't reliable or as reliable as what they wanted. We've turned up exactly when we said we're going to turn up. We've done more work than what we quoted um, for no extra charge. Like this is, this is sort of the, the relationship we build in gyms. If you want something done, 
we can get it done for you. I, you know, I won't go out and clean someone's house or bathroom, but I know Chris just over the road, Chris from Jim's Clean. I, I've got his phone number on speed dial. I can ring him up. He can get you a quote within, you know, hours. We do, we do anything and everything you want. And especially in mowing, we're not restricted to anything, you know? And how many clients are you roughly doing a week or what's in your customer base? Uh, in my customer base, we, as I, I only just started um, sort of September last year in Gladstone. So I've only been running for about six months. We're running at about 60 clients regularly at the moment. Um, but that's sort of not limited to anything because although I'm only servicing, say, 60 customers regularly, which alters between monthly and fortnightly, we're, we're still turning over great money. We're still servicing, you know, 50, 60 clients per week between once-off jobs, you know, different servicing like pressure washing, gutter cleaning, all those jobs that you can't do regularly, pressure washing and gutter cleaning once a year, once every, uh, twice every year, we're getting them and, and we're just absolutely flat out. We're booked out and we've been in for six months. And what did you do in your first seven months? When you come to training, obviously, I think it was after seven months or something like that, um, what income did you generate? Maybe do you want to clarify, because you, you said some really good stuff at the start about Online, we obviously post a lot of videos about what you know people are saying, what they turn over and stuff, and there's always a heap of heat. Um, so maybe do you want to talk from your perspective and maybe provide some, let's say, debunk some of the myths or some of the things that you would have seen regularly online about yes. gyms mowing. Um, so my first week in gyms, this is this is the reason that people on Facebook don't believe what happens. Within my first week of gyms, um, another person that had started at the same time received a lead. And it was a huge um, rubbish cleaner, right? Not just green waste, it was general waste. Then it had been dumped onto private land, onto council land, and they wanted it cleaned up. So it was a landowner's responsibility. It was too big for um, that, that franchisee. He sort of wasn't confident. So, so my franchisor rang me, said, Brad, you're confident in anything, you'll take anything on. Yeah, do it. Turned up and quoted it. And I was on the phone to him saying, I don't want it. It's, you know, my first week of gyms is ridiculous. He, he, he encouraged me. He was brilliant. I quoted the job at $12,000. I had full payment that afternoon. And the first week of gyms, I did about $15,000 in sales. It, uh, and don't get me wrong, $15,000 worth of sales. I had about five or $6,000 worth of cost between about 12 skip bins and, and a bit of labor help and things like that. But it's it's really not limited. It's amazing. And this is what I mean. It, it, people don't believe it. Um, anyone can ring me or comment me and I'll show them because I'm all for advocating for gyms. Um, you know, obviously that was quite an anomaly to get a job that size. But week two, week three, week four, we didn't make under $5,000. All right. And this is just by myself. I work quite closely with a lot of other franchisees in the region. We collaborate on work, but just as I give them work, they give me work. We work quite, quite closely while we were getting started. It wasn't until I was probably only in two months and I had to find my first employee. I was that booked out with regular servicing and mowing. Um, I couldn't do work without a write-on. I needed an employee. We doubled my equipment list overnight. You got a pretty um, good one. We've, we'll put it in the photo. We'll put it in the description. I reckon we'll use that photo with you if your equipment. We've got that to show. So. We can do yeah, that. That, yep. that equipment photo has already doubled again since I last took it. Um, we've just ordered a new $30,000 ride-on for a big commercial property. Uh, we're on track to buy another walker this year. Like it is, it is so hard to explain and sound truthful when you talk about the opportunities within gyms. If I just want to work by myself, 
do, you know, nine to four, nine to three every day. Yeah, I might make maybe three, four thousand dollars a week, you know, and that's comfortable. You know, let's be clear with this because this is the thing which always gets people up and up and you know get some fired up, right? So let's say yeah. when, we, when you say making, let's say five k a week, is that is that total revenue for your business? Five k revenue? Yeah, total total revenue. Um, but the thing is, with a mowing business, uh, people people get this weird perception that even though we're making say five thousand dollars revenue. Our, our um, net profit on that, we're running at only a, maybe a 10 or 15% burn rate, right? Including every fuel, insurances, things like that. So on, on you know, $5,000 revenue, total revenue, you're netting over $4,000. Yeah, that's the key right? we wanted to get to because, yeah, that's the key because when we, when we hear revenue, there's a lot of people who online who don't own businesses, but they assume they know every cost or that's, associated with what you run so you just pointed a few out then obviously there's insurance there's fuel um the fees the fees which aren't well maybe do you want to talk about what are the fees it's not turnover based oh no this is like probably one of the biggest misconceptions on jim's facebook page and and oh you know you make no money because they charge an arm and a leg i don't know how many months i haven't had a bill over a thousand dollars and i'm making thirty forty thousand dollars plus per month right it's 600 for mowing division. I can't talk for every division because it changes, but for mowing, it's 670 or $680 a month, flat fee. That's it. And you pay $10 for every lead, but that's only every new lead. If you have existing customers, you don't get charged again. So people that have been in for 20 years that really focused on building their business. I know people in Brisbane, especially one person in Brisbane, he makes over a million dollars a year. All right. That's some crazy numbers. All right. He pays six hundred eight dollars a month plus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a bad deal. Con- yeah. yeah, like to conceptualize that, you're talking twenty thousand dollars a week, and he's paying. You know, let's even include leads into the cost of that. He's paying twenty thousand. He's making twenty thousand dollars a week. He's spending no more than three or four hundred dollars a week on leads and gym spends. Plus, it's a tax that's, deduction as well, isn't it? It's a business expense. That's, yeah, it's a business yeah. expense. Exactly yeah. right. It, it is the biggest misconception. It, it, it's, it blows my mind that uh, people don't want to understand that gyms is, is, is amazing. It's life-changing. And what about lead fees? Because lead fees, seem, people seem to think it's a negative. What's your, what's your opinion on lead fees and, the, and the, the concept behind it? All right. So when I first signed up to gyms, I was very pedantic about if I didn't get a job or someone rang up and wanted to waste my time, I wanted my lead feedback. I hated it. That went away after about two weeks. Right. The, the, the purpose behind a lead fee is because what happens is you would get sent five or 10 leads. And if they're completely free, what's your incentive to actually go and service the client? Mm-hmm. There is none. Um, so by getting charged a small fee, we've been discounted our monthly fees. So I think our monthly fees used to be up around 900 bucks, a thousand bucks. They actually discounted our monthly fees and now charging us for lead fees. It, it incentivizes us to go and look after the client. Now, for, for franchisees like me, uh, I don't believe that a lead fee makes no difference to me because I want to make sure I service every client in Gladstone. If I can make a relationship and a friendship with them, that, that's, that's just building my business. There's no question about it. Um, but yes, there are some franchisees out there that might need that incentive to go and service. And in, in mowing, it's so cheap. It's $10 a client. Mm. You know, I... Uh, I can't talk for everyone, everyone's mowing business, but for me, I don't go out and charge less than $90 to $100 a client. And on a, on a first service, I charge that $10 lead fee on. 
because they want the ser- they want the service done, right? I try not to focus my business and I try not to get my clients to be so much worried about price as to quality. Um, a lot of the time when I do a first service, they're, they're, they're taken back. They lose their, you know, they're quite winded about the price that I charge. When I then go back and when I do that service, they'll text me that afternoon and go, hey, can we give you tips? Uh, are you sure that's enough? You've gone above and beyond. Um, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the 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 experience that the customer has. They no longer care about the money. Um, mm. They just want it looked after. They want it perfect. And that's what we provide. Absolutely. And the other comment I want you to, from your perspective, is um, the comment we get a lot on, on TikTok especially is, oh, you know, you don't need a franchise. Just go start it yourself. Drop a few fly box flyers in the next door neighbors and, you know, you'll be making more money than you ever would with Jim's mowing, for example. So do you maybe talk about that comment we get how thinking how people might just think it's really easy to, to start a business? Because obviously you had a really flying start. You're doing extremely well. But how do you think would have you would have gone maybe in an independent setting? I reckon you probably would have done, no. done okay. But I, I would have done, you know, I don't, I don't like to blow smoke up my ass too much. Um, but I would not be where I am right now. To I know a lot of people, especially in Gladstone, um, because I grew up here before I joined the army and moved to Brisbane, and I grew up here, so I know I have a lot of contacts in Gladstone, and there's people that have run really, really successful mowing businesses that are independent from a franchise, all right? But you talk to them and they talk about the advertising. They spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year just on advertising, right? That doesn't include any other things they do, you know? So, and then it's time, right? I don't, I pay for my advertising through the gym's monthly fees. It's included in that $680. I don't do any other advertising by myself. Sometimes in winter, I'll go out Mm. Um, or to keep my employees busy, I want to keep them making money as well. I'll get them to do some letterbox drops. But the difference with having the gym's brand behind you is you have a customer satisfaction guarantee. There's no doubt in anyone's mind we're fully insured. We're police checked. We are the real deal. So just by simply having that, I can say personally, by seeing what the other mowing contractors are charging and the output of quality, we don't have any competition. And people, also, people yeah, and also, Brad, sorry, much, but also when people think mowing and gardening in Australia, they think gyms. Be very pressed to find someone who doesn't. If you did a word cloud or word association and said, yep. who do you, which business do you think of when we say mowing? I reckon 99.9% would say gyms mowing. And the point yep. one who didn't, I don't know, maybe they're just newly new to the country. I don't know. But I think. I'll tell you what, if you went and knocked on a thousand doors or even 10,000 doors, I would be very, very surprised at the statistic if you just even ask them, give me a mowing company. Jim's mowing would be the first name that comes out of their mouth within seconds. Um, you know, I come, I started in Gladstone, as I said, six months ago. There wasn't a franchising in Gladstone and maybe two, three years ago. Um, so we had no gyms in Gladstone for two, three years. No gyms mowing, sorry. There was gyms cleaning. But the second I started, it was only a week and I was booked out with leads and I was flat out with work. It's amazing how many people know the gym's name and are more than willing to pay the price to get gyms. Um, you know, I, 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 I harp on a lot about how much we charge and, and we are expensive, but in reality to the services and the quality we offer, I wholeheartedly believe we don't gouge our customers um, because I don't believe, that, and now I, I speak very generally when I say this, there's not many other people out there that will offer the same quality of service that we offer or I offer. 
premium um, service, premium, premium sort of pricing or more higher because um, as you said, rocking up on time. Are you in uniform? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? Are you going to give good communication and then the quality of work? You know, these things we think are basics in business or, you know, from your business, not a lot of other businesses, there's a lot of independence, which is and a lot of them do well, but it's not a common, as common as what people think that you think you can go online, request a quote, call the call center, and that someone's going to call you within a time and rock up and do the job. It's not a common as, as people would think in um, the independent space. Put it this way, you can't buy a Ferrari for the, high, the price of a Honda Civic. It's true. <laughs> it, 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 it's the easiest analogy. Completely different cars, completely different price, exactly the same in the mowing business, the cleaning business, the antenna business. You want service, you want quality, you just have to pay for it. And the way I relate and, back to customers, well, it's a great point you said that, Brad, is because it's, as well, like the mowing and gardening guys in gyms, you know, these are trained professionals who sometimes do hawk holders and all this sort of stuff. They've been my doing it for years and they've, they're really experienced. And it's like, sometimes the customers you would know want to charge this when, you know, if you go to an accountant or a lawyer, you know, they want to be, they expect to be paid for this for the, you know, not much difference in work. Whereas you guys, it's, it's a fair price for a really, really good job that you know is going to be backed, as you said, um, by the gym's work mission guarantee. Yeah, certainly. And with your business, Brad, so you've got employees you've mentioned. So a big got one at the moment. Yeah. One at the moment. Yeah. So how do you find employees? Because employees is a big problem for people in gyms sometimes or just businesses in general and expanding. So how did you find your employee? What makes a good employee? What was your process? Finding a good employee is probably the hardest thing to do in business. Like hands down, I don't know what else would be harder. Right. I perfect example is I had an employee for two, three months. Um, and unfortunately I got a police check that wasn't that great. So I had to move on. I went through nine employees in the span of about two weeks, simply because they didn't have the same drive to want to deliver the quality of service that we need to offer. I can't be going and fixing up every job that we do because the employee doesn't want to do that. So by having, trying to find an employee like that is near impossible. Uh, you know, it's a needle in a haystack. I've been blessed twice now that once in Brisbane, I found an employee that was exceptional with regards to the quality that he delivered. And now again in Gladstone, I've just got myself employee a month and a half ago that I, from day one, I was able to leave him on a job, turn up and like, to be completely honest, he was edging better than me. All right. And I, I, pref- I, I deliver the best edges in Gladstone. There's not a vertical edge in Gladstone you can beat. All right. Um, so to find it, to find an employee, it's really, really hard. But the one, I, I think probably the second biggest issue with people trying to find employees is they don't want to pay them. They don't want to pay them the correct like money, right? So you, you, you're not going to get someone that wants to work as hard as a business owner for $20, $25 an hour. All right. Uh, employees not going to want to work hard and invest their time into a business that they don't get anything out of. So to have an employee, you've got to look after them. You've got to give them bonuses. You've got to give them incentives. You've got to pay them $30, $35, $40 an hour. All right? But being with gyms, that's not an issue because you're pumping out work so quickly. You're charging a premium price, but you're delivering a premium service. So if you can find an employee that's willing to work hard, fast, and deliver a quality service, you pay them well, and they will stick with you. So... It, it, it's all about my clients as well. Relationship. You have a good relationship with your employee and everything just meshes. Everything works. So, 
Awesome. And what, now this is a really obvious question. I think I know what you're going to answer, but um, just for those who might not know or want to hear from your perspective, what advantages does someone have coming from, from a defense force background into, let's say the gym system in general, or what, what sort of encouragement or what sort of thing could you tell them about their, what they're doing currently or what they have been doing as the skill set will give them really good confidence in maybe going into making a transition into their own business? Yeah, look, I've got to be careful what I say because I don't want to bag out the defense force, all right? But in the most layman terms you can put it, you get your life back, right? You're not restricted to traveling a certain amount of kilometers from base every weekend, all right? Um, you're not restricted to anything. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And the reality of it is you can make four, five, if not 10 times the amount of money that you would make in the defense force. You know, I, if, if we're talking sort of, you know, rough figures, what I was making as an 18 year old in the army, people would sit down and fall over. All right. Um, I'm making close to six times that right now. And I'm doing the same, if not the amount, you know, the same, if not a little bit less amount of work in with regards to hours. All right. Um, because you work so hard because it's your own business. You want to put everything into it. But, you know, I, when I was in Brisbane, I used to work from four or five o'clock in the morning and then be on the computer until 10, 11 o'clock at night. I've changed my business tenfold since I've moved from Brisbane to Gladstone. I wake up and I won't start work, touch work until 6.37. I won't even think about it. And I get home at 4.35. We do big days. 4.35, I get home. I do 20 minutes on the computer unless I have a really, really important client or urgent quote or something to do. And then that's it. I sit down with the wife. We have dinner. We go out for dinner a lot. Um, we're, we're really, really bad at going out for dinner. Um, you know, but this is what this business gives you the ability to do. Um, you can really live your life. I, I'm, I'm not living to, uh, you know, live my life when I'm 50 or 60. I, yep. I want to live it now when I'm young, when I can. And also from what I can tell with Brad, that you've mentioned it before, that get stuff done attitude that, you know, that you, yep. I think most defense, you have to get things done, right? You've got to get up here. You can't, you know, you've got to get things <laughs> done. I think for you, what you do in your business, that's obviously really helpful. It's, it's, it's probably one of the biggest things that drilled into you in the army, right? Now, you, you can get away with, you know, um, what I, I guess the public perception is that you're slack in the army and you don't do work. But there is a lot of things that are instilled, you know, like you wake up at a, a time every day, um, you go and do PT, you go home for half an hour, you have a shower, you have a shower at work, and then you start back at X, X time. You know, you, you don't necessarily get a lunch at this time every day. You If you have work, you work until you get it done, then you have lunch. You don't knock off at this time every day. Um, when you're in the army, whether you get paid, you know, I think base salary is 60000 a year, up to 100 plus, 200 plus a year, you're not working from seven through to four or seven through to three. You're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single week of the year. You get called in at two o'clock in the morning. You get called at two o'clock in the morning. You don't get overtime. So that's the difference. Um, you really are instilled when you own the business and you walk out of defense. I know a lot of people that have walked out of defense and moved um, into gyms and you, 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 you've got a head start. You know, I'm, I'm actually just I'm talking to one of my um, roommate or who lives next door to me in the barracks. He's going to Sunshine Coast at the end of the year and buying a franchise. Cool. Um, and I just know he's going to do so well because 
you you have the drive. You don't you don't want to buy something and then go, oh, yeah, I'll go and you know look at your watch and I'll, I'll go look after that client in an hour or two. You get up, you go get it done, uh, and that's and that's just the attitude you got to have. And I, I feel like everyone that has that attitude in business is successful. Yeah, I def- you definitely have the advantage coming from the defence force. I know the police police force as well. We've had franchisees from that who I know do really really well. Um, just the, just yeah. the good really good attitude. Um, before we end today, Brad, thanks for joining the time. Um, what's the sort of best advice or what sort of things can people do to maybe learn more? Like if they're a bit skeptical or what, what did you find found helped you? Did you do a trial day or what, what was the best thing uh, you think someone can do? Um, um, I didn't do a trial day, but the person that I spoke to was quite a good friend of mine. So, you know, I trust when he said something, I trusted him. I, I went through his books, like, you know, with a fine tooth comb, um, but I just had someone come out with me and do a trial day here in Gladstone. There's another franchisee starting up in Gladstone. That is the number one easiest way to learn that we are telling the truth when we say, this is how much you can make. Um, his jaw hit the floor and then he went home and told his wife and he ended up ringing me that night saying, here, tell my wife what we did today. Um, get out there. You know, I'm sure that if, if you work hard and you do a good day's trial, I'm sure a franchisee is going to look after you. They might, you know, they might pay you for the day too. Like, but the easiest way to actually learn what we do is get out there and have a go. Whether it's mowing, it's cleaning, security, you name it, ring up the local franchisee, go and knock on his window at the set of lights, get a business card, ring him up, go out with him. Awesome. Right? I think every single gym's franchisee should be advocating for more people in gyms. It's such a brilliant business. Awesome, Brad. Well, mate, we're going to leave you there. We, after a hard days of work, thanks for joining us for this. Really do appreciate it. And thanks for providing a lot of good advice. And not just from us saying, you know, well, how much you can make. It's great to hear it from a real franchisee, obviously actively in the field yourself and who's a big fan of the brand and obviously does a lot of really, really good work as well. So thanks, Brad, for your time. And we really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for that, Joel.